This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking about the number one way you can improve all of your relationships. As usual, I'd love to know where you are, what you're up to, and what everything around you looks like as you listen to this episode. Take a quick picture, tag me over on Instagram, send it over to me on Instagram, whatever you want to do. I would love to know what you're doing right now and feel like I'm right there beside you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hello everybody, I hope you're all doing well. I'm very excited to find you here on another Monday morning. Today we are talking about the number one way you can improve all of your relationships. This is something that I speak about with pretty much all of my clients. It's something that's had a pretty profound impact on my life. It's very simple, but I just wanted to share this one thing because I feel like it's not emphasized enough when it really comes to improving all of your relationships and it can be so simple although changing a habit never is so it does take a little bit of effort especially at the beginning but implementing this kind of change can really have a huge huge impact the one thing that we can all do to improve all of our relationships is genuinely listening now we always hear about the importance of communication i'm not the first one to say it nor am i the first one to say that listening is important but i really hope that the way that i explain this and give all the details and give a few examples will really help see this in a different way and help you actually be able to incorporate it into your life and into all your relationships as well so in the book the seven habits of highly effective people stephen corvey says that most people don't listen with the intent of understanding they listen with the intent to reply and so he says in his book that most of us are really just sat there we're waiting for our turn to speak we're not actually trying to profoundly understand what the other person is saying now when it comes to understanding understanding goes beyond listening Because we can listen and we can hear words, but truly understanding means trying to understand the nuance, looking at the way that the person is expressing themselves, trying to understand their body language, trying to understand why something might be important to them. And so this is something that when reading those words, this was maybe about seven years ago that I read that book, or even more than that, seven, eight years ago. And that to me was such a huge catalyst in my own personal development and understanding that actually it's so true most of the time i would be sat there and instead of trying to truly understand what the person in front is saying i was already starting to think about my response i was coming up with ideas i was maybe thinking about how i'll formulate my sentence and what was i missing while the other person is talking probably the understanding I could probably hear their words while I was preparing my next sentence, but was I really sat there with the intent of understanding things from their point of view? Now, I think this is genuinely key in all relationships because 
I really live with the belief that we all have good intentions, that we all are here. All we want is to feel cared for and to feel loved and to feel useful and to have fulfillment in our life and to work towards something. And of course, we all see the world in different ways and you might not understand someone and you might think, well, this person does not have good intentions or this person is challenging or whatnot. But ultimately, I really believe that we are all doing the best given the resources and knowledge that we have at our disposal. So that's really what I live to believe. I think that as with any overarching general belief whether it's true or not is less important than whether it's useful or not. So for me, the belief that everyone has good intentions is a lot more useful than the belief that people have bad intentions. And that's because when someone has a good intention, it's more about trying to understand things from their point of view. So even if there's somebody that you clash with or someone you're having an argument with, it's less about wanting to prove ourselves as right and wrong and more about trying to understand, okay, this person has some kind of good intention, right? Maybe they're resentful about something, so they're trying to feel like they've gotten back or they've made themselves even or they've made themselves heard or maybe they're trying to fulfill their deep need to feel important, which we all also have, right? So I really find that having this belief that everyone has good intentions really opens up the gate to trying to understand the other. And in my personal belief, as it stands today, I think that's a lot more useful than the opposite. So for me, reading those words in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, really had a really profound impact and it's something that I speak a lot with my clients especially when they are in some kind of disagreement or argument or they find themselves in front of someone challenging. I actually had a client who was having a really big disagreement with one of her family members and she really wanted to approach the conversation and discuss and I asked her before she went into that conversation I said what is your goal here what's your intention and she said well I really want to say this and I want her to know that this and I want her to understand my point of view xyz and I told her look I really think it's important that we do not enter a conversation or a disagreement if our intention is not to understand the other person if our intention is to get something across or impose our point, then we are entering a conflict already knowing that we will not get resolved. The most important is entering some kind of conversation or conflict or disagreement or discussion with the intention of understanding the other. And so it was really this question, are you ready to enter the conversation with the intention of understanding the other? And at that moment, she wasn't. And she said, you know what? You're right, I'm not. I'm still angry. And I feel like all I want is to get my point across. I don't think I'm ready yet to actually enter this conversation with the intention of understanding. So we spoke about it and we tried to really outline her own resentments and her own anger and put together a bit of a plan in order to really work through this lingering anger. And we got her to a point where she was finally ready to enter the conversation with the intention of understanding the other. 
And I'm a huge proclaimer that we should not enter any kind of discussion if our goal and our intention is not to understand the other person. That should always be our intention in any conversation, in any discussion. Another book that speaks a little bit about this is The Queen's Code, which is a book which talks about kind of the differences between men and women and how women tend to bring up certain characteristics in men when they act a certain way and vice versa. And I loved one of the anecdotes in it about how men and women often communicate. And when I read it, it was, I almost burst out laughing because it was just so true and it felt like it's something that I've not only done, but I've seen been done. And so I wanted to read that small passage to you. So the passage says, What often happens is a woman will ask a man a question. When he doesn't respond immediately, she assumes he didn't understand the question and she rephrases it. When he doesn't respond to the new question immediately, she assumes that he's too stupid for something open-ended and he must need a multiple-choice question, which she provides. She doesn't get a reply to that either, and by that time, he's visibly irritated and she doesn't understand why. So I thought that was quite funny. It's definitely something that I've done before. It's definitely something that I've seen been done before is really this idea of asking a question, not getting an answer immediately, rephrasing it, not getting an answer immediately, providing multiple choice answers, not getting an answer immediately, and then both sides are annoyed. And we can see this within men and women, mainly because of the different ways in which we think and we approach situations. But I think that it can be relevant to obviously anyone. And it tends to be in a scenario where we are not giving space for the other person to think. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about actually listening with the intention of understanding and providing empty space. So something that Jordan Peterson said once, I don't remember exactly where, it might have been in an interview or in his podcast, he said, you'd be surprised at what people will actually share with you when you stop talking. And so for me, that was a big learning because I talk quite a lot and actually learning to be silent and to just sit in silence and to let the other person not only have time to gather their thoughts, but give them the space to then share has really had such a huge impact. And I've realized how much people are actually willing to share with you and to open up with you when you are quiet. This is obviously something that I do a lot in coaching and sometimes I'll pose a reflection question and if my client doesn't understand it straight away or they can't come up with an answer straight away, I really try give them open space. So just sit there in silence, allow them to gather their thoughts and allow the answers to come to them. However, it wasn't something that I was naturally doing in other areas of my life until I heard that phrase and I realized wait a second this is something that I do in coaching naturally without really thinking about it but it's not something that I'm intentionally bringing into other conversations outside of a coaching realm and so those two things of really entering a conversation with the intention of truly understanding the other because we have the assumption that the other person has positive intention that we maybe just don't understand combined with giving them empty space, blank empty space for them to really actually have the time to one, gather their thoughts, and two, share it. We cannot expect someone to give us something if we don't provide them the space for them to give it to us. 
And this doesn't have to be in an argument or in a discussion or a heated debate or anything like that. Although, of course, even in those scenarios, we want to give the other person space to speak. But even just in everyday conversation, it's actually had a massive impact in my life, in my everyday conversations with friends, with my partner, with whatnot, to actually practice leaving empty space. And leaving empty space for them to share more and they end up sharing so much more when we actually give them the space to do so. I always find it so interesting and once again this comes back to the men and women because it's something we hear a lot from women. Women will often say, oh he doesn't share anything with me, he doesn't tell me enough, he doesn't share his thoughts or his feelings with me or whatnot. Yet women tend to be the ones who are talking all the time and so it's almost just the irony of, well, if we're talking nonstop, when the hell are we expecting them to share? So it's really creating the space and then they will fill it. And once again, it can be men and women or it can be in any circumstance. We might find ourselves in a friendship where we have the same feeling or in a family relationship, we have the same feeling. So it's really creating that empty space. And when that person fills that space with their thoughts and feelings, we're not just listening to their words and preparing a comeback or preparing a response or interrupting them, we are actually listening with the intention of understanding. And I always find it so interesting that a lot of the time we struggle to just listen with the intention of understanding or we struggle to just listen with no agenda of what we're going to say next, mostly because we want to reply immediately. And I always find it so interesting that we're often in such a rush to reply that we'll actually interrupt or we'll actually interject. And I often question whether it's because we're almost scared of silence. So we'd rather reply immediately. Yet when we sit and we actually listen with the intention of understanding, by nature there will be more silent moments. Because when someone is done talking, if all we were doing was truly listening and understanding, then we won't have maybe a perfectly formulated response immediately. It might take us an extra few seconds to formulate it because we were not formulating it while they were speaking. So we end up creating more of that empty space. And maybe that empty space allows them to share more. Maybe it allows us to actually go in a different direction with how we wanted to respond or ask some more questions. But... All in all, I really believe that those two points of just actually giving space and listening with the intention of understanding are the most important aspects of any relationship. Because if we do not take the time to understand the other, then we will never, ever be able to see even a glimpse of the world through their eyes. And if we don't understand how they're seeing the world, then we can't relate and we can't work together, and we can't build a stronger rapport. And we'll simply just find ourselves probably feeling confused or feeling frustrated or not knowing why they're doing something and being annoyed at them for that. Instead of really saying, okay, that's interesting. I would do it this way, but you didn't, right? Or you saw it that way. Why? What is it? What's going on? How come? And those kind of questions where we really genuinely enter conversation with the objective of understanding will literally transform any relationship. Instead of pointing the finger and saying, you told me that you would do this and you didn't, 
why didn't you? It's really saying, hey, look, you know, we agreed that we would do this. It didn't happen. How come? Is there something going on for you? Is it something that you're worried about? Do you not know how to do it? Are you scared about something? Whatever scenario it might be. But it's really trying to understand things from their point of view, once again, with that assumption that everyone is doing the best that they can with the resources and knowledge they have at hand. So that's something I really want and encourage you to bring into your week this week and practice and see what it's like. You might be really surprised entering a conversation with the sole objective of understanding and allowing space for silence and noticing what ends up being shared. I would love to hear how it goes for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic These are the kind of conversations that we have one-on-one with my coaching clients. I'm taking on a few more coaching clients over the coming months, only a small handful. I'm limiting a little bit for the next few months. So there's still a few spots left. If you want to have a discussion, the link will be in the show notes below. We can hop on a no strings attached casual 20 minute call just for us to get to know each other better for us to kind of see where it is that you would like to find more fulfillment in your life and then we can talk about if there is a match between what i offer and what you're looking for and we can take it from there in the meantime guys i will see you next week for a brand new episode